No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Ezekiel, where the prophet sees the same chariot throne with the cherubim and wheels that he saw 14 months earlier. As he watches, the glory of the Lord departs from the temple. We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Ezekiel chapter 10 on Simply the Bible. In chapters 8 through 11, Ezekiel describes a vision he was given in the sixth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity in Babylon. Ezekiel was taken in the spirit from Babylon to Jerusalem, where he saw pagan idols being worshipped in the temple of the Lord. He also saw the four cherubim he had seen 14 months earlier bearing God's chariot throne. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 10. And I looked, and there in the firmament that was above the head of the cherubim, there appeared something like a sapphire stone having the appearance of the likeness of a throne. So this is the chariot throne of God. There are the four cherubim that are bearing up the throne and there is a firmament that is over them, a space or an expanse or even like a pavement. And then above this, the azure blue throne, an appearance of a throne. Then he spoke to the man clothed with linen and said, go in among the wheels under the cherub, fill your hands with coals of fire from among the cherubim and scatter them over the city. And he went in as I watched. Now this man in linen is a mystery. The only thing we know for sure is that he is the scribe mentioned in chapter 9 verse 4 who marked the foreheads of those in Jerusalem who cried and sighed over the abominations happening in the city. And they were going to be spared from the judgment that was coming upon Jerusalem. Ezekiel saw the coals of fire that were beneath the cherub among the wheels. Now, it's unclear what the purpose of these coals normally was, but here they would represent coals of judgment. While we never see the man actually scattering these coals over Jerusalem, it is evident that Ezekiel saw this as God judging the city similar to the fire and brimstone that he rained down upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Now the cherubim were standing on the south side of the temple when the man went in and the cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and paused over the threshold of the temple and the house was filled with the cloud and the court was full of the brightness of the Lord's glory. And the sound of the wings of the cherubim was heard even in the outer court, like the voice of Almighty God when he speaks. So what we're seeing here is the Lord moving out of the temple. He's ultimately going to move out of Jerusalem and up into the mountains and finally leave altogether. But the cherubim are on the south side of the temple and then the cloud is filling the inner court. So you have the Lord who is moving from the cherub in the most holy place, moving to the threshold of the temple, the cloud filling the inner court. This is the Shekinah cloud of glory. And then 
He pauses over the threshold as though to just linger, like it's difficult for him to leave. And then the, there's the brightness of the Lord's glory in the court. And this is probably Ezekiel just seeing just this amazing light, the radiance of the glory of the Lord. And then he heard the sound of the wings of the cherubim. Now, it's as though these are like just the engines getting ready to move this chariot throne, you know. Uh, and the sound of these wings was like the voice of Almighty God. Then it happened when he commanded the man clothed in linen, saying, Take fire from among the wheels, from among the cherubim, that he went in and stood beside the wheels. And the cherub stretched out his hand from among the cherubim, to the fire that was among the cherubim and took some of it and put it into the hands of the man clothed with linen who took it and went out. The cherubim appeared to have the form of a man's hand under their wings. So this man in linen stands beside the wheels. We don't know who he is. Uh, he could be an angel. Some believe he's a theophany, a, a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ. We, we really don't know, but he does stand beside the cherub and the cherub then puts fire into his hands. And the cherubim appeared to have the form of a man's hand underneath his wings. Now, they did not have an actual hand of a man, but appeared to have this form. Ezekiel was doing the best he could to describe these glorified beings with their supernatural appendages. And when I looked, there were four wheels by the cherubim, one wheel by one cherub and another wheel by each other cherub. The wheels appeared to have the color of barrel stone. As for their appearance, all four looked alike, as it were a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When they went, they went toward any of their four directions. They did not turn aside when they went, but followed in the direction the head was facing. They did not turn aside when they went and their whole body with their back, their hands, their wings and the wheels that the four had were full of eyes all around. As for the wheels, they were called in my hearing wheel. And so he sees these four wheels that were by each of the cherubim. They were the color of barrel, a yellowish stone and there was a wheel within a wheel, probably one wheel being perpendicular to the other so that it could go in any of four directions. Now, since there was a different face in each of the directions on the cherubim, they did not need to turn. They would just go in the direction of whatever face that was. And Ezekiel sees that these four cherubim had eyes all around. Now, this was something new, a different description from what he described in chapter 1. Here we see that there were eyes all around the cherubim. It's interesting because the four living creatures that the apostle John saw in Revelation 4.8 were also covered with eyes. And this probably represents the fact that God is all-seeing and all-knowing. There's nothing that escapes his attention. Ezekiel then heard the name of the wheel. The, the Hebrew word means a whirling or revolving wheel. So it was these wheels that set God's chariot throne in motion by their rotation. 
Each one had four faces. The first face was like the face of a cherub. The second face, the face of a man. The third, the face of a lion. And the fourth, the face of an eagle. And the cherubim were lifted up. This was the living creature I saw by the river Kibar. When the cherubim went, the wheels went beside them. And when the cherubim lifted their wings to mount up from the earth, the same wheels also did not turn from beside them. When the cherubim stood still, the wheels stood still. And when one was lifted up, the other lifted itself up for the spirit of the living creature was in them. Now, there's a bit of a discrepancy between here and the account in chapter one in that here he sees the cherubim having four faces, the first the face of a cherub, and then the face of a man, the face of a lion, and the face of an eagle. In chapter 1, he says the first face was the face of an ox. So which is it? Well, it's possible that a cherub is synonymous to the face of an ox. Others think that maybe this was a scribal error here because we do know that this is the same living creature that Ezekiel saw in chapter 1. He's very clear about that. So... um, Can't really be dogmatic on that either way, but we do know it's the same thing that he saw back at the river Kibar. Apparently, Ezekiel was impressed with the fact that the wheels were attached in some way to the cherubim, and wherever the cherubim went, the wheels also went beside them. Even when the cherubim lifted up, the wheels were going with them because the spirit of the living creature was in the wheel. That's interesting, but that's how much they were connected. Then the glory of the Lord departed from the threshold of the temple and stood over the cherubim. And the cherubim lifted their wings and mounted up from the earth in my sight. When they went out, the wheels were beside them and they stood at the door of the east gate of the Lord's house. And the glory of the God of Israel was above them. So they are supporting the Lord, his throne. They are moving out. Things are beginning to move as God is leaving the temple. And then they stand at the door of the east gate, which was the main entrance to the temple. This is the living creature that I saw under the God of Israel by the river Kibar. And I knew they were cherubim. Each one had four faces and each one four wings, and the likeness of the hands of a man was under their wings, and the likeness of their faces was the same as the faces which I had seen by the river Kibar, their appearance and their persons. They each went straight forward. You know, the great sadness in this account was that God was slowly leaving the temple of his own people. He was leaving Jerusalem where he had placed his name because he could not dwell with their idols. He could not tolerate their worship of their pagan deities. And yet they were continuing like everything was okay. And they thought they were safe because they had the temple of the Lord among them. And yet God would not tolerate this false worship. You know, the Lord is patient, but his spirit, we are told, will not always strive with man in his rebellion. 
So if we would enjoy his ongoing presence in our lives, if we would enjoy him filling us with his spirit and empowering us to do his will, then we must turn from our sins and keep ourselves in his love. We must resist the devil. We must resist conformity to this world. That's not easy because we're all sinners. The only way we can really do that is by his grace and by the sustaining power of his word and his spirit. So may God help us not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed through the renewing of our minds in the power of his spirit within us. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do just thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you that it does give to us a picture of your amazing glory. And God, we do just pray that you would help us in this world that we live to be able to stand for you, Lord, to stand in righteousness, to stand in your love, Lord, and not be pressed into the mold of this world, Lord. Give us grace, we pray, to live for you and to to be an example to others of those who genuinely follow Christ. In your name we pray, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where Ezekiel prophesies that God will judge the wicked counselors in Jerusalem, but he will restore Israel with a new spirit. Ezekiel sees the Lord's glory depart from Jerusalem. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.